Hello and welcome to the Real Life Business Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Markwick, a business coach and money mentor to the busy business mum looking to find more confidence, clarity and calm amid this crazy thing we call life. Now, once you're done listening here, be sure to head on over to my socials at clairemarquick.reignite and let me know what you've loved about this episode. But right now, let's get into it. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Real Life Business Podcast. This week, I am chatting with mum and founder of Let's Sleep, Jazz Kostoff. Welcome, Jazz. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, Jazz is based on the Mornington Peninsula in Victoria, Australia, and over the past 10 years has worked as a nurse, midwife, and maternal and child health nurse, which has led her to her passion, supporting families with infant and toddler sleep as a sleep coach. Now, Jazz loves seeing her parents' confidence grow in how they can have off-routine days, take trips, and fit things in that they love to do while navigating their baby's sleep needs with ease. Now, when I first chatted to Jazz, it was evident how passionate she was about what she does. And I started noticing some really cool synergies between how she builds her clients' confidence with their baby sleep patterns and how I build my entrepreneurs' confidence in, you know, building their business around their life patterns. So be prepared for some really cool conversations coming up this morning. But before we get into that, Jazz, I want to find out a bit more about you. Tell us about your journey from employee to entrepreneur. Yeah, thank you so much for that intro. It's lovely. And it was such an interesting initial chat that we had with those similarities. So yeah. looking forward to getting into that. So yeah, I um, it's been a journey over the last 10 years or so. Um, I started, yeah, in my career in healthcare, working as a nurse and a midwife and then a maternal and child health nurse. So lots of studies in my 20s, <laughs> study addict, having a little break now, which is nice. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, I, I'd been working as a maternal and child health nurse for about three years and the government rolled out an awesome um, free sleep and settling service um, for families in the state of Victoria to access. And I helped roll that out and noticed a bit of a gap in my knowledge um, with sleep. So did some extra training there just to upskill. And that's how I found my passion for what I do and never intended to, to start a business from it. I just did it to, to, to learn a bit more to help families that I was working with um, through the maternal and child health service and yeah then COVID hit and mm. as as every, for everyone life's just changed so much and I also became a mum right at the start of COVID and it just made sense um, to pursue my own business and be able to spend more time at home and also do what I love uh, which yeah I just I haven't looked back it's been lots of changes and yes. as you know starting your own business it's it's a huge change um, of, yeah, of gears, um, especially going from, you know, working for hospitals and, you know, big organisations with they kind of guide you through like all, everything you need and very clear protocols and processes and then you go out on your own and it's all up to you. So yeah, <laughs> it had to really find that, yeah, my own sense of direction and organise myself, which has been, yeah, been good. It's funny, isn't it? Because I hear it so many times and I experience it myself as well. 
when we're employed and we've got all these rules and these structures and we have to do things a certain way, they can some very often be the things that are frustrating and they're the things that we want to rebel against and they're the things that we want to be free from when we go out on our own. And then we go out on our own and we sit there for the first day and it's like, hmm, now what? <laughs> and actually yeah. having nothing at all can be almost overwhelming it can almost be worse than having a whole tight rigid structure that we rebel against can't it <laughs> oh for sure and I think you know when you're your own boss and you know I'm a I'm a one-man show you know I it's me and my business I don't have any staff so I think you know if I'm having a bit of a day where I where I'm feeling more tired or I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed just really kind of grounding myself and um, you know, it's so easy for me to do that when I start talking to families and just, you know, I, I, my desire is to help them and feel really, I feel so grounded in that. So I find just messaging a client or, you know, having a chat with them really helps in those moments. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I absolutely love what I do and it's, um, it's been amazing being able to help families without some of those restrictions, which, you know, you do have in larger organizations as well. So yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And now you have the, um, it, it's funny, you, you have the, um, the personal expertise as well, because all the, all the training in the world, all the, all the study, when you have your own little mini human, they can really teach us <laughs> a lot, can't they? <laughs> oh, for sure. And I think my, my experience is a little bit different because a lot of sleep consultants or sleep coaches, um, that I know became sleep coaches after they were parents. So they've gone through this lived experience with, you know, really, you know, potentially quite significant sleep struggles and have gone through that. And I actually did this training prior to becoming a mum, which I'm so grateful for. And I think that's given me that, that understanding of how key that information has been and that feeling so empowered to know how to help my family sleep well has been really good. And then obviously to be able to help other families do the same. Absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the things I, I always remind my families of is that, you know, when we support our little ones to sleep well and we get some really great, you know, routines in place and um, support them with self-settling, whatever your goals are, of course, sleep is going to be going a lot better. You know, 85, 90% of the time, things will be going amazingly well, but it's really normal to have those, you know, those peaks and troughs and, and some challenges along the way anyway. So despite all the knowledge, you know, I have, I think it's it's really important for families to know that it's still normal to have some, some struggles, Ooh, yeah. um, you know, through developmental changes when they start standing up and just calling out for you to come into the room or... <laughs> you know, they don't want to nap because they've got FOMO and they want to be up playing or, um, you know, they're not well and they wait through the night. You know, all of those things are so normal. So I like to talk about, you know, I love a bit of structure. I'm a real A-type personality and I love to know what's coming next. But I think as parents, it's really important to also feed in that flexibility and just sort of yeah, just taking that pressure off yourself for things to be spot on perfect all the time because they just won't be with kids. It's just not realistic. 100%. We want that. 100%. And as they hit preteen, it doesn't get any better. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure there's people listening in with teenage kids and grown up kids who will just say, yeah, yeah, it keeps going. Yeah. And I think like, different you ways. Know, a lot of families that do book in with me, um, they're, 
have a lot of small business owners um, that book in with me, a lot of um, people working sort of corporate jobs, a lot of people that have a lot going on in their life. Um, and, you know, whether that's multiple kids at home and a stay-at-home mum with, you know, a really busy household, whatever it is, um, I think it's so important in those moments just to know that, yeah, ha- having a family is busy and there's a lot going on, but we can still have uh, a little bit of a flow to the day that helps us just feel a little bit more settled and um, just a bit more empowered with what to expect. 100%. And that's, it was, it's through these kind of conversations that I was, I was starting to notice the synergies between what, what we do. And, and, and like we talked about before, when, when you go out in business on your own, suddenly you've got no structure whatsoever and you can do whatever the hell you want, which to start with might be, might seem fantastic. You might be like, yes, this is awesome. But there comes a point, doesn't there, where to actually to have the flexibility to be able to be spontaneous on a random day or like you say to give yourself a bit of downtime if you've had a hard day you actually do need to bring in some structure and that's exactly exactly the same with our kids and their sleep isn't it like there it so is structure yep it's it's yeah i i feel like my mind was just blowing in the that conversation just then and when we spoke initially because you know, particularly when um, parents first have, you know, a newborn baby arrive and that, you know, you you kind of don't necessarily have a plan for what you're going to do. And obviously you're just rolling with it and you're going with the flow. And I think that's when families realize they they actually do want some structure. Mm. And I, you know, definitely in the newborn days, having some really set structure isn't as realistic because newborns are really unpredictable and they want to feed quite frequently and, they're just, their little systems aren't set up for that predictability just yet. Um, but I think it's very similar. I think those newborn days are almost like the, the, the starting months yeah. and weeks in business where you're just like, whoa, what is going on? <laughs> what do I do with my days? How do I, you what know, do I really do make the best of this experience? It's so <laughs> similar. Um, and I, I think um, my husband and I often reflect on this in my, my daughter's about to turn two in um, just over two weeks, which is just, I can't believe that. Crazy. And yeah, so she was born three months into the COVID pandemic. So that's how long ago that started. I can't believe that. I feel like that's just oh. been a lifetime. <laughs> and I think, you know, we find, we've found through our parenting journey, we have moments of, um, you know, maybe a few weeks or a few months at a time where we feel like we're really nailing it and we're making time for ourselves. My husband runs his own business as well. He's a carpenter. So, you know, we have, we don't have a lot of set um, key um, milestones in our week in terms of markers for for a routine for us personally. Uh, You know, my weeks look very different with different consults and a home consult this night and chatting to a client this day and that's always changing and the same for him one day he might be up in the city then he's down working on the peninsula and he's doing a half day here and it can feel quite messy um and for us that's it's been quite challenging at times to create a self-care structure and you know fit in catching up with friends not because we don't have the time but because we don't have a set routine so Mm. I think we've often reflected on how important it is to try and have some markers in our week that help us feel like we have some structure. 
Um, so for me, that's been like my, you know, the childcare days when Hazel's in childcare. Now that's giving me some structure and, yeah. um, and, you know, he has basketball on Thursday night. So I know Thursday night, I've got time to, you know, do something that I want to do at home, like a workout or watch him. Most of the time, it's just watching a movie and eating some chocolate. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's, you know, then we've been able to feed in you know, getting out for a bike ride or a run or one of us going and seeing some friends. And that's been so important for us to have that that time for ourselves throughout this, this parenting journey. And as mm. I said, some weeks we realise, gosh, we haven't done anything for ourselves at all and you start to feel that burnout. Yeah. And I think really similar whether you have kids or not in your own business, it can be a bit like that. Um, I know myself the last few weeks I've found that I'm just sort of like always thinking about work and not not prioritizing moments for myself as much so that's why this morning I headed out nice and early for a big walk with my dog and um, Harvey dropped off Hazel at childcare and I think just always checking yourself whether you're a parent or whether you have a business or both um, just constantly kind of checking in on how am I traveling what could Mm. I do to to make this all the the cogs turn a lot better Um, what am I feeling I'm missing missing in my life at the moment because if we don't do that, it's very easy to just fall into this default of kind of oh, just absolutely. autopilot. And yes. that that I feel like that leads to burnout. I know when I don't pay attention to, to moments of time for myself and consciously thinking about it, I get to the point where I feel a bit burnt out. So it's sort of catching that before it happens. <laughs> absolutely. And and to add to that, you know, for, for my own personal experience, I find that like that reflection piece is just so important to me. And um, I find that if I get in a, I'm going to call it a rut. If I get in too much of a routine, then I will still feel that burnout. So, you know, like my my thing used to be like I would get up sort of 6.30 before the boys and do like a home workout or some yoga or something like that. And that would be my time for me. But it's really interesting just in the last couple of months, since I've had COVID actually, mm. I'm like, I that to me isn't enough anymore. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, so I think it's even if we have in the past, like even if we've built time for ourselves into our routine, like you said, it's really important to be constantly reflecting. Is this still working? Is this giving me what I need? It might have six months ago, but is it now? Because, you know, certainly for, for your clients and in your world, you know, the, the development of our kids changes so much in that time you know, what, what worked six months ago is not going to work now, um, yeah. for me, you know, with our, our boys getting into preteen, they're a bit more stable in some regards. So, you know, I, I could do something, um, more continuously, but it's still really important, isn't it? To check in with, well, is that actually still working? And just because it did, doesn't mean it's still going to, and I am allowed to stop it. I, or I am allowed to change it. I think there's, I don't know where, what point I'm trying to make with this, but just, I guess, really no, I totally with get- that reflection piece, like it's so important all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah. And it's, again, really such strong similarities between what you're talking about and the families I work with. Uh, it's really common that those first, you know, I work with people typically for two or four weeks, whether it's in a one-to-one setting or in my group coaching programs. And by the end of that sort of period, they're often, parents are often in a really great routine. Everything's going a lot better. They're feeling so happy but they feel this, um, they feel a little bit anxious about, well, 
how how do we live life outside of this? And I really encourage people to actually push themselves out of their comfort zone and, you know, have a day at the zoo or, you know, um, book a date night and get granny to come and, you know, uh, pop bubs to bed or actually really um, using that structure and that, you know, things going well to your advantage because Mm. it's very easy to just not want to rock the boat and to not want to throw out the routine. But, and that's something I really struggled with. Um, I felt quite anxious about that around four or five months or when Hazel was four or five months. And I, that's why it's such a big passion of mine because I pushed through that and which was not easy to do during COVID where you couldn't even go anywhere anyway. But as soon as all the lockdown started to lift, I was like, we're booking a weekend away. We're doing this. We, you know, we booked Noosa for her first birthday. We went, do just great day trips. We went out on more date nights. And I know that 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 the more I did that, the more um the more I loved our routine because it yeah. actually gave us flexibility as well. And yeah. I think, you know, like Hazel, you know, um Hazel being able to be popped to bed by anyone like my mom or a friend was really important to us so that we we knew that she was content with other people popping her to bed and also so that we had that sense of, you know, just a little bit more freedom and at ease when she went to childcare, knowing that someone else could pop her into bed and all of that was really important to me. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I think that's that's a huge part of its routine and structure is so good. As I said, I'm an A-type personality. I love it. But I also know how good I feel when I do something spontaneous. So for us, that might be, you know, I think this afternoon is a good example. We we're probably going to pick Hazel up from childcare at about three and we're going to go to the hot springs for a few hours with her. Um, So that's just an example of something that I, I really try and encourage my families to do that because if you don't, it's very easy to just do the same stuff all the time. And then you end up just resenting the routine and the same with business. I think if you do that, it probably, if you stick in your routine all the time, it might kind of um, cramp your creative flow or um, yeah, I think when you're out walking or you're doing things that really help you relax, that actually helps with creative ideas. I know I have my best ideas when I'm out walking my dog. Oh, or, same. 100% yeah. Same. Yep. yep. So <laughs> anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I feel like we're no. just like. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, good. No, I think my, my, my dog, he, I, I can't really say he's my business coach because he can't, he doesn't talk back, but he certainly, um, he, he helps me bounce a lot of ideas where we out walking. I'm like, oh, Benny, that's it. And I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And he like looks at me and then just wanders off and goes and sniffs cow poo. You know, it's like. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I think he thought it was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But yeah, so many, so many similarities. Um, yeah. There, and, and, and just when you were talking about um, having, having structure in a family routine, having structure in a sleep routine, then actually allows you to go out and do something spontaneous. Like that, that whole piece just mirrors so nicely. Like what I talk about having structure around our money and knowing exactly where we're at with uh, our money, particularly in our business, you know, knowing that we've got our main obligations covered, we've got sort of, um, 
I call them buckets and our buckets are filling, they're dripping constantly so that, you know, when our bass comes around or when our tax comes around or when our, you know, annual renewal of something comes around, you know, we know we've got that money there that enables us to, you know, go and buy something on a whim or go and invest in something, invest with a business coach, invest on a program, go on a course, have a holiday, whatever it might be. But you need to have that framework there because if you're just living that, well, I'm just going to do that and I'm just going to do that and I'm just going to do that and we'll get ourselves in a big problem and that's when we kind of collapse in a heap and go, oh, my God. And I guess for your families it's like they never sleep. But that's because we've just been here, there, everywhere, doing everything all over the place with no structure whatsoever, like, we keep banging on about structure and frameworks and boundaries, but they're, they're actually so important to be free, aren't they? Yes. And the same same for our little ones, like our little ones thrive on those really healthy, supportive boundaries. And I think when, when we use the word boundary, it can sound negative, but it's it's actually a positive thing, and it's it creates these you know these expectations, and that they know what to expect from us and from their day and from their routine, and that that really helps with sleep. It helps with um, you know behavior. It helps when tantrums come around, and it's there's a lot of parallels as well between those healthy supportive boundaries in terms of sleep, in terms of, you know, how our little ones eat and what they choose to eat, um, behavior, so many different things, um, play as well. There's lots of parallels between all of those. So you can tell I just love <laughs> talking Oh, my about gosh. Yeah. But it's, it's really interesting when you think about it. I always say, like, you can't, we can't make our babies sleep. We can't make them eat and we can't, you know, we can't make them do anything. We can just support them in the process and provide, we provide, you know, the opportunity for sleep. We provide the food for them. We provide the opportunity for play. But then we then we back off a bit and we actually give them that bit of rope to, you know, to, to have a go at going to sleep or, you know, to go to sleep if they want to, to, to choose what they want to eat from their plate for that meal, whether they eat anything. Um, and, and whether they play with that thing that you've put out or whether they run off and play with something else, despite you setting up this art and craft (laughs) activity. So, so, so many parallels. Um, it's, it's very interesting. And that's why I find often when I, I work with families sort of with kids two plus it's so there's so many threads in there with, um, their parenting style and, you know, the, that sort of how they, um, speak to their child and that that behavior sort of aspect really comes into it the older they get which is yeah really interesting yeah I, I find it fascinating and I always strangely but I always liken it to dogs as well and puppy like having a puppy Honestly, you, know, you, you want to have you want to have this fun amazing relationship with you with your new puppy you want to you want to have this companion you want to you know, you want to have this great like friend for life, but at the same time, you don't want them peeing and pooing all over your floor in your lounge room. You don't want them barking every time someone comes to the gate. You don't want them escaping. So to have that amazingly free, fun, you know, creative relationship with a dog, you have to train it. You have to, there has to be discipline. There has to be boundaries. The dog will always want to please us, but if we're not telling it what our boundaries are, it's confused as hell. And no wonder it's just trying a million things because like, well, if I do this, what reaction is that going to get? If I do this, what reaction is that going to get? Like they want, they want the structure. So do our kids and so does our business. <laughs> like we need, yeah. we need that structure there to be able to be free. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. I know um, when we spoke initially, we were talking about how you sort of balance that uh, that flexibility and then that predictability. Yeah, and it's where I was you know, going next. <laughs> a lot, yeah, and it's it's so relevant again to, to to dogs or babies or business. But I think you know when families come to me, the the most common things families come to me for is you know their baby's waking lots overnight there's no predictability in the day or they're not able to to self-settle or resettle they're the three sort of main issues um, that that I see and with the predictability in the day that's so we focus on getting that predictability obviously but then we've talked about how important it is to then push yourself outside your comfort zone and have some flexibility so you actually get used to how to work that predictability and and build it into your life Mm. so the how I talk about it is the um the 60 40 rule so basically the 60 percent is your predictability and following you know the the little routine that you've got um that might include you know when you're when you wake your little one for the day when their milk milk feeds depending on their age and their food is um, when they have their sleeps when they um, have their snacks when they go to bed at night, when they have their bath, all that sort of stuff. That's your, your predictable. And also where, where they sleep, so their sleep environment, sleeping in their own bed or whatever the setup is, that's your predictable. Mm. And then the, the flexible, so the other 40% is all the things that uh, are outside of that predictable. So it might be, you know, childcare days where the routine looks a bit different because not many kids will sleep their, their set scheduled time at childcare and that is so okay. Um, I will add there, my, when my daughter started childcare when she was like eight months old, she used to have two half an hour naps and now she's having pretty much spot on her her nap time at childcare, which blows my mind. She never, it took like a year to, for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> just just normalizing that it's very normal to not have predictability at childcare. Yeah. And some days she'll have 45 minutes sleep. But yeah, was, my mind was blown where I saw it on the whiteboard. It was like two hour naps. What? what? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, the other things would be obviously at childcare, it might be a light sleep environment and it's, you know, they might be settled in a different way. Uh, the the other 40% might be travel so you know all the naps are on the go in the pram or um, they have a later bedtime because you're out for dinner so that 40 percent is really important that is that is life that Mm. is you having fun that is them having really good experiences and it's worth having the 40 percent where the routine is a little bit mixed up it helps them actually be a lot more resilient with their sleep it helps them be really adaptive it helps us be resilient and adaptable too. Um, and I actually, all of the clients I work with, I have an age-based day troubleshooting guide that I give them. And it's literally got all of this troubleshooting information. So they know um, how to actually support their little one if things aren't going to plan, because it it will happen. It's not 100%. what if it happens, it, it will so what if they miss their lunch nap you know we're out at the zoo and they've just totally refused their lunch nap in the pram because they're too busy looking at the giraffe that's okay this is plan b so always having those contingency plans i'm really big on that um because you know we we can have that 40 percent that's off routine and everything and that's awesome um but we also want to support our little ones to not be you know really feral and overtired and 
because we <laughs> want to have a really good day too. Yes. Um, so that's how I talk about it, that 60-40 rule. And I know that that really helps a lot of families just kind of in, just gently kind of nudges them to, to get into those habits of being more flexible because that the, the 40% is honestly some of the best times we've had. You mm. know, that's when we're at, you know, at Noosa and we went to the pub for dinner and she had a later bedtime. Um, and, you know, New Year's Eve, we're at a party with some friends and all the kids were on the slip and slide and she didn't go to bed till eight o'clock, um, which felt very off routine for us because normally <laughs> she's in bed at 6.30. Um, which I know seems like nothing to some people if, if, you, if you're quite flexible anyway. But for us, that felt, that yeah, felt, felt really wild. Late. eating into it's like, our time. Still, it's 8 o'clock and she's not in bed. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and also, you know, when we flew up to Noosa, she, had her, she didn't even have a nap she, because we're on the plane and she didn't want to sleep. So uh, those things won't derail your little one sleeping well. And it's just so important to feel confident to have those days, but then also to make sure you're balancing balancing it out with the other 60% just to keep things flowing. That you've um, got that to fall back on, haven't you? And yeah. say, right, okay, this is this is this has happened, or we've chosen to do this, or whatever it is, they've been sick, whatever. Um, this is we get back on track now. Um, 100%. Yeah. And even I'll add as well with that 60-40 concept i'm really big um on you know particularly little ones that are having uh, multiple naps so two or three naps i'm really big on encouraging families to get confident getting out for one or two of those naps on the go so whether that's the you know a shorter morning sleep in the pram and you go out for a walk or the the third nap of the day if they're sort of under that six to eight months of age and you know you're going to do that um in the car and drive to your grandparent, you know, grandparents' place for dinner or something. Though that's, you know, I wouldn't even really count those things as off routine because that can be part of your actual routine. Yeah. Um, and I, I did that literally the whole first year of Hazel's life. I did the first and the, um, and also the third nap assisted because I wanted to. Yeah. And it was so good. I, you know, we used to go to the pub with some friends and we'd have a drink on a Sunday afternoon and she had the, I had a ball and then she had a sleep in the pram and it, it worked really well. Um, and it gave us that confidence early. So yeah, if, if you're nervous to do that, start small, just, you know, do one nap um, a day out on, out on the go and, and then build on it from there. 100%. I love, I love, I love all this. And as we keep saying, the, the synergies are incredible. To finish up, I'd love to sort of know, um, you know, from your perspective now as a mum in business, a, a, a mum running a business, working from home, um, with all the theory that you know, with all the life experience that you know, what would be your sort of top tips for and any other mom listening to this who's working from home or, um, you know, maybe a stay-home mom, but particularly working from home because that's what a lot of my audience is, to manage, I guess, the ups and downs, to manage the inevitable stuff that happens. Because, I mean, in, in business, we have things that go wrong and that can then interfere with how we parent and how we run our home life. So what what sort of, what have, what have you learned? What would be your sort of top takeaway for someone listening to this going, yeah, but what do I do when this happens? And what do I do when that happens? Yeah. Um, so I think firstly, you know, I found it really helpful just to have a structure, as, as I've said. So 
following, you know, some kind of day routine with your little one and similarly with your business, I find breaking down the day, I've started to do that a little bit more. So just having a bit of a plan for the day, as we've said, very similar. Yeah. And the other thing is having having your backup plan. So um, this is something that, you know, if you don't know where to start, reaching out for help, um, you know, booking in with a sleep consultant or, you know, even just buy a basic routine guide for your little one, create a little plan for your day because it will help It'll help with your little one's sleep. It'll help with your mindset and that will help your business too. So um, the other thing would be don't fear a routine. I I think that a lot of people hesitate to follow some kind of routine because they're worried that it's going to take away their flexibility and their ability to get out and live life. Um, So, yeah, just having that confidence to trust the process. Mm. what else? I'd say Being kind to ourselves. I guess that was something we were talking about off air before we hit the record button. Like, yeah, I guess, yeah. And that's why that that system, having a good system in place, then helps you to prioritize yourself. And I think you know, probably every week or every fortnight, just check in with yourself. Think about how am I feeling. Um, am I feeling a little bit of a red flag coming up with, you know, feeling a little bit burnt out or a little bit more tired than usual and thinking about three things you can do for yourself that um, on a regular mm. basis that will actually make you feel a lot better, whether that's going for a run or go and get a coffee with a friend or book a date night, whatever it is. Um, be kind to yourself. Our little ones are... <laughs> they're always changing and something's going, things are going to come up. So I think just being really aware of that and trying not to feel panicked when those things happen, because it is part of life, but Mm -hmm. having that system in place and those backup plans will help you feel more empowered um, to, to navigate those things. Just like in business, you know, when something happens, we, we reach out for help or we just have a little bit of a reflection and so that we can move forward. Absolutely. I love it. Jazz, it's been such a great conversation. And I I think everyone, um, I'm confident everyone listening is going to have taken so much away from it. So thank you so much. Where can people find you if they want to find out more about what you do or want to connect or just say, hey, where can they find you? No, it's been such a great chat. Thank you, Claire. Um, so my website is uh, letsleep.com.au. So it's let's sleep. So two S's in the middle. Um, the other place I'm on most is Instagram. So let's double underscore sleep is the handle. And I also have a free Facebook community as well. So you can just search the let's sleep community and join there. So lots of places. Awesome. (laughs) And I'll grab the links for those and put them in the show notes for this episode as well to make it super simple for people. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. So much. (laughs) Have a great day. You too. And that's a wrap for another episode of the Real Life Business Podcast. What did you love about that one? Gosh, structure, structure, structure was a word that came up so much through that conversation, wasn't it? And it is so freaking important though. I just, I I love, as I said at the start of the episode, I love the synergies between our kids' sleep and our business development. If we want freedom, if we want to be able to be spontaneous, if we want creativity to flow, 
we have to have structure. We can't just wing it. We can't just fly by the seat of our pants and expect everything to work out. The the freedom, the spontaneity, the creativity, the satisfaction, the fulfillment, the results, the getting our kids to sleep happens through having structure, through having a plan of of what we intend to get out of each day, each week, each month, each year. So I I loved, we did bang on about it a lot. If anyone wants to count the amount of times we use the word structure in that conversation, I'd be interested to know. But the, the, the model that Jazz shared, the 60-40 model, that being on and having the having the routine knowing exactly what we're doing or knowing exactly what's happening with our money what we're doing with our business how we're targeting people how, you know um wh- wh- how we're seeing our clients you know having 60% of the time having that quite set in a routine maybe it's batching our content maybe it's blocking off certain days of the week where we have our, our client interactions and then where we have our admin days having 60% of our time structured allows us to make sure we get done what we need to get done and then allows for the other 40% to be off time. So maybe that is conscious um, creativity. Maybe that's conscious me time. Maybe that's conscious exercise, or maybe that's I'm sick, a kid's sick, clients canceled, and now I've got time you we can we can fill that time we can use that time confidently when we know the stuff we have to get done is covered and I think the the final takeaway the sort of the final sort of synergy that I want to share that I really want to point out between um, what Jazz was talking about with how she works with her families and what I talk about in how I work with my entrepreneurs is that we have to be kind to ourselves. We have to accept that stuff does go wrong and that even if we do have a plan, we might not be able to stick to it all of the time or that plan might change. Our priorities might change. Our circumstances might change. And that is okay. That constant reflection piece is so goddamn important, guys. Like it is so important to keep asking ourselves the question, is this what I want? What do I want? What am I getting out of this? What's working? What's not? And being kind to ourselves. If we find something is not working or hasn't worked or has gone wrong, don't beat ourselves up, you know, feel the feels. I'm all for feeling the feels like pushing, pushing emotions away is not what makes us strong, resilient, fierce businesswomen. But so we need to feel the feels, but at the same time, we then need to get our like big girl pants back on and be like, right. Okay. Reflection. What happened? What, what can I do to stop that happening again? Why did that happen? It's so, so important. I just loved this conversation and I trust you did too. And as we said at the end of the episode, all of Jazz's contact details are in the show notes to this episode. So um, please reach out to her, tell her what you loved about this conversation, connect with her and yeah, I'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. You have been listening to the Real Life Business Podcast with me, Claire Marquick, bringing confidence, clarity, and calm to the busy mum in business. 
Thank you so much for lending me your ears. It is much appreciated. And I love to connect with you. I love to hear what you think and what you take away from these conversations. So what would be awesome for you to do right now is take a screenshot of wherever you are listening to this episode from and share it to your Instagram stories, tagging me at claremarkwick.reignite. And let's share this real life business message. Let's share this message that we can have the business that we want, the lifestyle that we want, and it doesn't have to drive us crazy in the process. I will be back in your ears really soon. And until then, bye-bye.